0: That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Orange and Blue Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And welcome into Studio B, where uh, the B stands for Broncos. (laughs) No, it's for Bradley Chubb, for Bradley Chubb, because we're talking about him for like a fourth straight day. Um, Still don't have Zach, still don't have Ryan, but we do have Jake Schwanitz coming over from DNVR Buffs, from the DNVR Draft podcast. And uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, talk with you today about this trade and about the first round pick the Broncos got.
1: Yeah, man. Very exciting stuff. Uh, the draft pod has been revitalized. Uh, we yes. went a bit on a, a
0: little, uh, I don't even want to say
1: sabbatical because we were still going, but mm-hmm. uh, it was a much different tone without a first round pick. Yep. Uh, now we're back in the conversation. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow to the draft pod. We'll be talking about that much, much more.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to dig into some of it here. I'm especially excited because I, uh, I have not been doing my draft diligence this season. I couldn't tell you just about anything. And it started off like the first couple weeks I was watching a bunch of college football, but I wasn't watching like Bama or Georgia or the teams that have all the draft prospects because they're all just like 25 point lines and I'm not betting on that. Right. And so then <laughs> after you. that, I've just like kind of stopped watching and now I need to get into it. I Actually, was looking at a like a first round mock draft. The first time a couple days ago i mean right after this trade and it was a bunch of fun it was a bunch of fun we're back in the so conversation
1: man they're gonna get a good football player it's an exciting time um maybe not right now to be a broncos fan <laughs> but once we get into uh january february march we're gonna have
0: some very fun conversations i mean we're back in action it's gonna be a bunch of fun uh we're gonna be digging into that in the second segment talking about where the broncos should go with this draft pick including like should they trade it which i think should definitely be on the table we could talk about it we could talk about it uh before that though there was some big news today the miami dolphins did what we all expected them to do an extended bradley chubb extended chubb and uh they gave him a massive deal uh it's 110 million dollars over five years a little over 63 million dollars guaranteed That's a huge number. That's a huge number. So we got to get into that contract extension. Let's just start with this, though. What do you think of the Broncos' decision to trade Bradley Chubb and also just about the return that they got?
1: I wasn't upset with the trade. Um, I think it was kind of expected. He was the Mm -hmm. big name floated around besides Jerry Judy. So uh, just on my toes expecting something on those guys It obviously came through on Chubb. The trade I'm really happy about. Um, you get the first round pick, it's something they need. I mean, we can talk in positions and what they might use on that pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, tackles in play, corners in play, I think, running back might be in play. Uh Dre keeps on preaching, mm-hmm. wide receiver. Yeah. So uh plenty of options. The fact that they got uh Chase Edmonds back is fairly exciting too, just a nice receiving back, something that the Broncos haven't had for a while too. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. I th- I think I totally agree. I mean you had you had a couple options here. I mean basically it was trade Bradley Chubb, extend Bradley Chubb, or franchise tag Bradley Chubb. And if you extend Chubb, obviously we see it, those numbers are we should dig into that part a little bit deeper in a second. Um, if you franchise tag him, then the way that plays out is first of all, he either holds out in the offseason and says, I want a long-term deal, and considering his injury history, it would probably be a good idea for him to do that and get something done. Um, or he says, fine, I'll play on it. And if he plays on it, then you're left with Bradley Chubb at the trade deadline again, trying to decide whether to make the deal or not. Tough to imagine you'd be getting more for him than you did this time around, especially because there'd be another maybe $5 million on the contract at that point. So other teams are paying more to get him. Um, or, I mean, you could keep him at that point if you think you're making a run at the playoffs and you're willing to say, okay, we're, we're going to lose this guy in the offseason season." Um, or potentially extend him that conversation comes up again but we want him for this push so that's why i do think just because of how much could go wrong whether it's an injury whether it's him holding out in the offseason forcing your hand trying to make you uh, extend him it just makes sense to pull the trigger right now
1: yeah i think the trade made sense just i mean you have this massive deal with russell wilson Mm -hmm. and it's obviously going to limit your ability to re-sign players and be active in free agency so i think that's Part of what we saw with this Chubb trade, and they kind of just got out in front of it. Yep. Um, as you mentioned, they, they didn't even want to deal with the franchise tag. They didn't even want to deal with whatever um, situation they find themselves in with Chubb, maybe mm-hmm. kind of holding out for that long-term deal or perhaps even demanding a trade in the offseason. So getting out ahead of that, I think, is the right move. And it just puts this franchise, I think, in a better position for next year and kind of mm-hmm. the long-term also.
0: Yep um like i said five-year deal 110 million dollars that's 22 a year 63 million dollars guaranteed that's compared to randy gregory's deal which is five years also but only 70 million 40 million dollars less it's 14 per year instead of 22 um, and 28 million dollars guaranteed versus 63 Um, i think this is an easy question but if if you were the broncos which deal if you could pick one or the other would you sign up for
1: i mean you got to do the gregory deal easily
0: And I mean, that might have been the writing on the wall for this
1: Chubb trade actually yep. is them going out and getting Gregory because you could have just extended Chubb mm-hmm. over the offseason. They opt to go get a new pass rusher. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I could see the argument either way, but I think Gregory, you want to see him healthy, of course, but yep. that's the that's the deal you want.
0: Yeah. And we kind of saw the writing on the wall. It seemed like it'd be tough to, for Bradley Chubb to stick around. And I think a lot of people were upset about that because of how well he was playing but to me, seeing how these numbers shook out, sure, I, I still think Bradley Chubb is probably the, the better player when healthy, um, but not by enough that you're willing to pay him that much more. Yeah. And, you know, it's more likely that Chubb misses time than Gregory if we just look at their history. For sure. I mean, they're both kind of injury-prone. but are. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I ran through some of these numbers um, this morning just because I was curious. So, Bradley Chubb in his time in Denver, could have played up to 73 games. Uh, he, he played 49, which is, I want to say it was 73%, about 73% of the time he was on the field. Um, you know, that's, that's about what you expect. I mean, not for a given player, but just knowing the history. Um, now I think it, I think it was actually 67%. Was 67, yeah. Um, Randy Gregory, to this point, he's played in 54 games. He's missed 54 games because he was suspended. Right. And he's missed 13 games because he's injured. So obviously, I mean, the availability has not been there for Andy Gregory. But, you know, it's 45% of the games he's played in. 81% of the games he hasn't been suspended for, he's played in. So it while there have been injuries that have been an issue, it's more so the suspension that has caused problems. And he was suspended for violating the marijuana policy over and over and over. Mm -hmm. That policy doesn't exist anymore. So you you would think that that issue is gone.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) That's the that's the hope. Um going back to Chubb though, I think you go back to the twenty eighteen or twenty I can't remember which one it is at this point, Mm -hmm. but when he was drafted and the point was eighteen. So the point was to get Vaughn and Chubb on the field at the same time and Everyone knows it's in this podcast right now. It never happened very often, if at all. So it Mm -hmm. just, I think that was, might've been the plan too with Gregory and Chubb for a bit, obviously um, injuries from both, but Baron Browning's emergence has been huge too. They're going to get him back uh, after the bye this week. Yep. So, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of wait and see right now, but they do have players at the edge position that can get after the quarterback.
0: Yep. And that's the big thing. And to me, Bradley Chubb was still the best of them. Even when, Baron Browning was having big games like you look back at the sacks and it's either Bradley's clearing everybody out uh, on like a stunt or something or mm-hmm. he's corralling the quarterback in the backfield and Baron's getting there and I guess I, here's here's my next question let's just say Broncos defense has probably been top three so far this season I don't have the that's exact fair. numbers up in front of me but but I think that that's about right yeah that's fair Um, actually number two in yardage and number two in points and the different teams in front of them in each. So I mean, you can make the case for number one. What do you think a reasonable expectation is for the rest of the season? Like if you were just to look at yards and points from week 10 onward, what do you think is reasonable without Bradley Chubb?
1: Uh, just the defense's potential? Yep. I mean, I still think it's just as high, if not the same, maybe a little oh. bit lower when you lose Chubb. You still have PS2. You still have a very uh, veteran and good back end in the secondary. Mm. Um, Linebackers, Josie Jewell and Singleton, have been making plays. You still got Mm Draymond. You're getting Browning back. You're going to get Gregory back. And you have uh, Evero, who has turned out to be one of the better defensive coordinators in the league. So it does hurt to lose Chubb. I mean, that's a piece that you can't really replace um, just Mm -hmm. in terms of what he meant to the locker room and his ability on the field. But there's still pieces in play for the Broncos, and I don't Mm. think... Them trading Chubb is a sign of them giving up, or a sign that this defense could be in for a decline.
0: Yeah, I, I do think it's going to take a step back. Um, and it's not just Chubb, you know, ha- not having Ronald Darby's another piece of that. Yeah, you know, it, it might be a few more weeks before you get Randy Gregory. I, I look at that seventh spot. I think top seven is a reasonable expectation. If you just look the rest of the way, I mean, to this point, that would mean you know 19 points per game, which is still a great mark. But they're at 16 and a half right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 288 yards. Um, that that gets them to 313. So another 25 yards a game. Maybe that's a little bit conservative, but I think that that's more the range that you expect. Because again, I think Bradley Chubb has probably been. Probably been your second best defensive player. Probably your second best player overall this season. Eh, We'll see. We'll see. But he was doing a lot of the work up front. Um, Still the right decision to trade him, especially with that contract. That's just a massive number.
1: Yep. And just getting out in front of it. Like I said, I mean, the fact that you kind of avoided the franchise tag, Mm -hmm. um, you just kind of wipe your hands and take your first round pick, Chase Edmonds, and you just Mm -hmm. keep moving.
0: Yep. Yep um just before we wrap all this stuff up i want a couple more your thoughts on the trade deadline okay um jerry judy yes name was on the block apparently there were teams offering including the packers um i think it was albright who reported that nobody came or the packers didn't come close to uh to to meeting the broncos asking price and that's rumored to be a second round pick combined with a mid-round pick okay do you think that's reasonable for jerry
1: I mean, I don't know if you're asking the right guy because I love Jerry Judy (laughs) still. Um, That does feel a little light for me, I think. I think you could Mm -hmm. probably get two day two picks. Um, Mm -hmm. If you had some kind of, uh, I don't know, just some other teams in the mix. It sounds like maybe it was just the Packers and the Packers only. And I guess that's probably why the Broncos didn't pull the trigger. They just didn't feel like they had to make the move and that there was an overwhelming offer on the table, which is smart. It's what you do um evaluate those offers that come in i'm glad they didn't trade jared judy though i think that this offense needs all the help they can get right now and taking away i know the fans have been on him about the drops and stuff but taking away your wide receiver two potentially wide receiver one just how he's been playing lately is not a recipe for success while you're struggling offensively
0: yeah and you know, the, the tougher part is that he's been better the last two weeks. And mm-hmm. in terms of yards, those are his two best games since week one. Um, they were his two best games this season in terms of receptions. He has one of his three touchdowns in that time. So in in one way to look at it would be to say he's playing his best football. I think there are some people saying potential bust up until that point just because the production hasn't really been there for a first-round draft pick. It could be kind of tempting just to sell high.
1: It could have been. I have a stat for you that I think is pretty interesting. This okay. is from Ben Solak from mm-hmm. The Ringer. He didn't cite where this stat came from. I'm assuming it's next-gen stats or something. But he said, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy, yards per route run versus man, six yards per route run. That is first in the mm-hmm. NFL against zone, 0.96 yards run per route. 73rd in the NFL. I mean, the guy gets open when it's in yep. man coverage. And the way I see it, it's the quarterback's job in zone coverage to find guys, um, find the soft spots and get the ball out in those situations. And man, Jerry Judy is doing what he needs to do.
0: And I'd be curious what those numbers are for Greg Dulcich because it seems like he's been incredible against zone. And maybe yeah. the issue is there's been nobody who can force you to 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 get out of zone. I mean, with Dulcich, I mean, he, he broke free up the sideline that was in zone. That first game, there are three times he's open at the sticks. His first game, all of those I think were against zone coverage. I think maybe we have this little combination here, and that should be the tight end's job. Like it should yeah. be a tight end who's able to 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 break zone coverages. Um, I guess sometimes you have like the George Kittle, who's just like, yeah, he can outrun a linebacker. Right. That works too. Um, but who knows? Maybe that's a counter, and maybe that's why teams have been playing more man, and why we've seen Jerry Judy have a couple good games since Greg's been back.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just losing Tim Patrick was so big on this team. Mm -hmm. I mean, it changed the way defense's scheme for this offense. It changed Cortland's role. It changed Jerry Judy's role. Um, Now you're asking Greg Dulcich to come in as a rookie and play kind of an extended role uh, compared to what he may have been when you had all your weapons. Mm -hmm. But Dulcich, man, we loved him in the draft pod over the summer. um, Mm -hmm. For draft prep, we uh, all really liked him. And we were excited to get him, and he's doing,
0: I think he's kind of outperforming
1: expectations really at this point.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he has to be. Um, other trade deadline thoughts? I mean, bringing in Chase Edmonds, bringing in Jacob Martin, you didn't pull the trigger on any other deals. What stands out? Um,
1: Chase Edmonds, I do like this deal. As I talked about, um, we talked about this a ton on the draft pod too. This team hasn't had a pass catching back, like mm-hmm. a true pass catching back in a while. Uh, the fact that they have Ch- Chase Edmonds. Um, with the issues at health, that running back is pretty big, I think. He's a player that I really liked at Arizona. I expected him to do more in Miami. It just mm-hmm. never really worked out. It seems like Raheem Mostert just kind of took advantage of that backfield yep. or that opportunity. I'm excited to see what he has in store. I hope Hackett and um, Outen can really scheme up some stuff for him and get Russ in a rhythm because of Edmonds. Some quick, easy throws, some screens. Uh, Just some flair stuff. I think that's one of the ways you can get this offense back on track with him.
0: And we saw some of that with Javante. I mean, week one, 11 catches. Mm -hmm. And that was a big part of what Javante was going to do is take those third downs and let Melvin take more of the beating between the tackles. Again, was that the right call? Who knows? But it did seem to be the way things were working out. And they finally seemed to have a bit of a replacement. And it's weird now when you have Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon and Marlon Mack and Chase Edmonds rank those guys in terms of touches the rest of the way. Oh man.
1: Um, I I think Gordon just judging by Hackett's words, you got to put him at number one. Yep. Um, I think they like what they've seen from Latavius. So he's got to be number two. And then I would total touches. I'd probably put Chase Edmonds right behind there. Just when you factor in the receptions, they got to get Mike Boone the ball more too, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. And it's, kind of frustrating honestly
0: he should be back in the next couple weeks
1: oh, okay i didn't know he's hurt that's my yeah. fault yeah
0: um yeah i think i agree i think of those four you gotta go melvin latavius edmonds and edmonds has a chance to, to overtake latavius for sure but just based on what we've seen i agree um cool anybody else you would have traded
1: oh man just thinking i don't think so I don't think there's really anyone else um, coming up on free agency thinking from that 2018 class. I mean, court already got extended. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think they did a, a pretty decent job at the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I still think Reisner's one where you could have gotten something for him before you probably lose him this off season. Who knows? Maybe they really like him. Maybe they're going to bring him back. Mm-hmm. That one stands out. If you could have gotten anything for Albert O, that would have been tempting. Um, Kareem Jackson... If Caden Stearns was healthy, I would have said trade him for whatever you can get at this point, but he isn't, so I guess you can't fault him too much, but I agree. Um, we're going to dig into that first-round draft pick, what Let's the Broncos do should do with it. Real quick, though, it's uh, it's officially Vanilla Porter Jr. season. It's going to snow today. That's one reason, yep. but also the Nuggets are back, and so uh, you've got the uh, Vanilla Porter Jr. There's another Nuggets beer. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Um, there's also the Broncos country hoppy pale ale. So many awesome beers from Breckenridge Brewery. You can get them all down at the DMVR Bar. Make sure you're coming by. It's a very fun time for that. Um, I just missed out on the party bus on Saturday, which I'm disappointed about. But, I mean, DMVR Bar and Breckenridge Beer, it's the perfect combination. Um, If you want to try any of the Breckenridge beers, you can go over to uh, breckbrew.com. Go to their beer locator. It'll tell you exactly where you can pick up any beer that you want to try it's, uh, it's all good stuff, and they're in more than 30 states now, so there's bound to be something near you. Um, like I said, make sure you're coming down the DMVR bar. Um, make sure you're a member, too, because you get 15% off. Uh, you get discounts on tailgate tickets, which you should be coming to. You get uh, discounts on all sorts of stuff. So sign up for DMVR, become one of our members, and uh, help support what we're trying to do here. Finally, Ivaca TV. Uh, last night was the second showing of our new Serbia documentary. It's really cool stuff. And I actually still haven't seen it. I was trying to convince RG to watch it with me the, that night in London, but it was, it was like 2am when it started. And he had just finished editing it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And yeah, so he was like, I don't want to see it. He's probably seen enough of it. Exactly. I think. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I don't get to watch it either. So I still haven't seen it. I'm really excited to check it out. It is on Ivaca only right now, but that's just one more reason to sign up. Abs and Nuggets are back. You can watch them on Ivaca. You can always also uh, watch the Rockies. It's $25 a month. It's $5 a month for a receiver. Sign up at Ivaca.tv slash DMVR. Get the Nuggets, get the Abs, get the DMVR channel, including that documentary. Oh, and also like this uh like this video on YouTube. Help us with the algorithm. Um All right. So, Broncos pick up a first round pick. Yes, As of right now, it looks like it's the 20th pick. Um I guess quick question. Do you mm-hmm. think it's going to be higher or lower than 20th by the time draft comes around?
1: A little over under here. Yeah, I over-under. think I got to go over in terms of it being higher. I mean the Niners now with uh, Christian McCaffrey, that just seems like the perfect running back for yep. Jimmy G and how he plays the game. They've managed to stay healthy. Kittle's kind of coming back, mm-hmm. and he, he was hurt early in the year. Um, Debo's, I think, was he dealing with an injury too? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love this offense. I love Kyle Shanahan. I think the way that he's going to be able to scheme with all these guys is going to really make a difference. Um, I mean, they made the NFC Championship last exactly. year. So I would expect at least
0: um, a divisional... Round
1: football team, uh, San mm-hmm. Francisco will be.
0: So they make it to the divisional round, twenty fourth to twenty seventh pick. Mm-hmm. NFC Championship with the twenty to 29th. Lose the Super Bowl thirtieth. Win the Super Bowl thirty first. Obviously, or I guess not obviously. Dolphins forfeit their pick. Mm-hmm. But I would say that 25-26 range is probably what you are looking. Yep. At. Um, who's your Who's your dream option? It's tough
1: to say. I when I so when I look at this, I'm on the pro uh, Pro Football Network mock draft simulator okay. right here. Um, at number 25, Clark Phillips III, the cornerback from Utah, has been a player that's really played well uh, for them this season. He had a three-interception game against uh, Oregon State, I believe, returned one for a touchdown. He's been pretty locked down. Uh, Peter Skoronsky, the offensive tackle yep. from Northwestern, is there. He's a guy we talked quite a, a bit about on the draft pod. This is a guy that, I mean, Rashawn Slater just came out of this program. Yep. They really are getting it going on the offensive line there um who else I mean if you wanted to go ahead and replace an edge there's Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame that's a guy that Dre really likes there's plenty of options it's it's exciting honestly what position would you go with that's the question I think right Mm -hmm. um I would probably say tackle is the biggest need that stands out right now uh but cornerback is definitely in play I this this organization has shown that they're not really into investing heavily with these uh, premium picks at linebacker. Um, I think that's something that should be considered. Um, I don't expect them to do it though. I guess gun to my head, I would say corner though.
0: Interesting. See, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Obviously the idea of pairing Pat Sertan with another really good cornerback is, I mean, how could it not be intriguing? Um, A lot of it, I think has to do with how Damari Mathis plays the rest of the season. He's had, he's had a couple of decent games. Um, the, the four pass interferences in his first game as a starter is what really stands out. But, you know, I'm still clinging to hope that he proves enough to say that he can be your number two. Mm-hmm. That's a, still kind of a long shot. Um, so drafting a corner would make some sense. In that world, you probably move on from Ronald Darby. I think that's easy to do this offseason. Um, but I get the temptation and... You know, I mean, Joey Porter Jr., Yep, he's another right there. One. Christian Gonzalez is going to be Gonzalez right for sure. there. Uh, Christian Gonzalez with Pat Sertan would be incredible. Just both yeah. so
1: long, so fast. Um, Eli Ricks, the guy oh, that transferred yeah. from LSU to Alabama. Okay. Haven't really kept up, uh, kept up with him to this point yet. Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State is another mm-hmm. long uh, Mississippi State corner that a lot of people really like, too. I mean, there's there's a lot of options. Safety, what do you think about safety potentially too?
0: It's tough. So you're looking at Justin Simmons and Caden Stearns as your starters next year. Okay, and That's a group that you're happy with. Like that's not one where I say there's a need. At the same time though, if you get another good safety, I mean, you can always find a way to get them on the field. You got all those sub packages, especially playing against the Chiefs. It's easy to convince yourself to put one in for a linebacker, go dime more often. Um, I don't... I, I it's not at the top of my list just because you still have Stearns. Right. And the odds of getting a big enough upgrade over Stearns to make it worth it, I I think those odds are slim. Um, but I could be tempted.
1: If there was a player like Kyle Hamilton or like uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy Chin out there, someone that could play yep. that overhang, that um, that slot, slot. Yep. Um, kind of linebacker safety hybrid, that's something I don't think is going to be available around their pick. Mm-hmm. Um but who knows? I think that would be an intriguing piece for the defense also.
0: Yeah. I will say I'm starting to kind of be out on those guys. After just yeah. seeing after seeing the way they play for the most part. And Jeremy Chin's good, but they play him at safety so much that mm-hmm. that's kind of what makes it work. Man, Isaiah Simmons? Kyle Hamilton's oh, popped, He's though. been so disappointing. Has he? Okay. I haven't watched the he last a, couple He weeks. had a decent
1: play. I mean, these games all blend together at this point. I can't remember when they were last on. It was Monday night last week or Thursday. Okay. Uh, but he had a nice play on the goal line. And I think he's done well so far um, okay. just in what I've seen.
0: Okay. Um, I still think that top pick in a landslide for me would be a tackle. Yeah. you just—I It'd be so hard for me to invest in the defense after what we've seen. Now, who knows? Maybe they figure something out. Maybe there's a world where Natani Moody gets a chance to play, and you say, oh, he's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what could happen at tackle for you to be happy going into next year unless you're adding somebody in free agency. Um, But there's a world in which the offense figures it out and you can justify going defense. And I think if you do corner really stands out Um, to me though, tackles just so obvious because the offensive line has not been good enough at, at all. And I think you need turnover there. And I, again, like you have Garrett Bowles on one side, who knows what they do at Reisner at left guard, who knows if Natani Moody pops. I think it's easy for people to give up on him because it's been a few years. Right. He won't be twenty-four until this offseason, though. Like he's he's he was very young when he came out. And injured. Exactly. And he had the injuries when he was in college. And and a little bit in the NFL too. Um center, I think you could really justify moving on from Lloyd Cushionberry. The rookie route kind of scares me. Yeah. I would almost rather that be where you invest uh, in in free agency and you add a tackle, but you know, Miners at right guard is solidified. He's your best lineman. And that's why if you could find a right tackle who maybe could move over to left tackle, um, even, even after this season, the Broncos could move on from bowls and after next season, they easily could. Uh, That'd be my move. What
1: are your thoughts on how uh, Glasgow played at center and could he be the center long-term?
0: I think he was better i still think that they're moving on from him after this season um i have to i'm gonna look up what the contract is because i don't totally remember at this point
1: just looking at um prospects for interior offensive line though it's not a particularly standout group at this Mm -hmm. point um pro football network or pro football yeah pro football network sorry Mm -hmm. Only their highest interior offensive line prospect is ranked 34 right now. Um, Osiris Torrance from Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some Alabama guys in there, Minnesota guys in there, Georgia guys in there. Um, Andrew
0: Voorhees, USC. Yeah,
1: there you go. Uh, They've been pumping out offensive linemen too. So uh, who knows? I I think someone will emerge eventually. I just don't know if we have that first round center interior guy um, just yet.
0: Yep. And the Broncos would save eleven million dollars moving on from Graham Glasgow next year. Well, you might have to consider that then. Exactly. At the very least, it's it's got to be a restructure, or who knows? I mean, there's still a little bit more than half of a season to go. If he is is a center the rest of the way, then maybe you see something that makes you want to keep him around. I'd still be a little bit surprised. I do think he is better than Graham or better than Lloyd Cushenberry. Yeah. It's just how much better is he and is it worth benching Lloyd who could figure something out and is young and could be your center for the future. Right. Um, at this point, though, that center spot and both tackle spots, even when Bowles was playing, he was getting called for those penalties again. And that's that was the problem with the offense early on was all the penalties. And they win uh, yeah. week one if not for all those penalties. So I don't know. there's work to be done, and that's why I think just adding a lineman Especially, I, I do like that uh, Skaronsky from Northwest. Not that I've, I've just seen a couple of clips pop up on Twitter. Yeah,
1: I mean he's been a guy that we've been talking about for two three years at this point. Yep. he's a stud. Um, but I think the main takeaway from this conversation is that there's so many ways to go, um, and so many ways that they could improve the mm-hmm. team at the same time. Um, I'm I if I had to bet, I bet Peyton keeps his cards close to his vest and kind of surprises us all on uh, yep. that Thursday night.
0: And I wouldn't mind trading it either. If there's a vet out there, if there's a good tackle you can get for a first round pick, even if it comes with a price tag, um, I'd be willing to trade for a for a Pro Bowl type of tackle instead of waiting. Because that's that's the other thing is that you're talking about adding rookies to a team that, in theory, is in a win now mode right. with Russell Wilson. He'll be 34 next year, mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's 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 a lot of issues. With the team, and so you don't want to overinvest in right now, but I don't know. If, if there is a good Pro Bowl tackle you can go and get and add to the mix, give up a first-round pick for him, I'd be fine.
1: Mm-hmm. I, who would that player be, though, is the question. I'm
0: not sure. Who's, it's, it's tough to know who's going to be on the block this offseason.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd need to look at yep. expiring contracts and stuff. But I think it's an option. I think trading the pick is something that should be talked about too. Totally. Just because you are kind of down picks mm-hmm. this next draft. Um, they do have the first and 24, right? Yep. So, I mean, you could start kind of building it up um, if you really feel like that you need to kind of tear it down or if Peyton feels like he needs to tear mm-hmm. it down in some way. And just trading for some future picks a year or two out is a, it's not a bad strategy. I wouldn't be upset with that. Totally.
0: Um, I think that's it, unless there's any other names you want to drop.
1: Uh, just a comment from J27, Paris Johnson Jr. Um, this is a guy, he played guard uh, at Ohio State the past couple of years, moved over to left tackle this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd be honestly a dream pick for the Broncos. It seems like he's going to be a top 10, top 15 guy, though.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. Yeah, I think we got it. Uh, we gotta hit the questions. If you guys have any questions or comments or any of that, leave your super chats now because we're gonna be hitting those after this break. Um, so so leave those there. Don't forget, give us that thumbs up, and also sign up for DraftKings. It's a really good time to be on DraftKings. Obviously, you got the World Series going. Have you watched any of the World Series, Jake? <laughs> no, no, neither have I. <laughs> I've had no interest. All these people, I've seen tweets like, "Oh, it's been the." best world series and so on it's like i it's eh, i don't care
1: i've watched really sorry kale i i was yeah. watching a uh, maxion instead exactly and actually threw on an nba game instead. exactly
0: too. yeah so if some of you though you like baseball go ahead watch world series bet on the world series i bet you could have gotten good odds on a no hitter last night um probably probably but there's also so many nba games um there are nhl games going on obviously maxion's back that means there's football every day now it's uh uh dre's been on it i think we're on seven <laughs> straight days of football wow. of uh, football month in america <laughs> wow football month in america it's the best time to be on DraftKings. and if you are a new customer you can make any five dollar nba money line bet you'll get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins that's on top of all the different promotions they have uh, they've got the uh, the odds boost, the parlay boost, so many options. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And also get out to Infinity Park in Glendale. Go watch the American Raptors. Um, they've rebranded again. Um, but... They're playing good rugby. Uh, They're in their season right now, so you can go out there. If you go to AmericanRaptors.com, you'll get free tickets, which is an awesome deal. I think you can stream every one of their matches on that website as well. Make sure you're following along with Colton Strickler at DMVR Rugby. And also, uh, make sure that you're uh, getting out to those games because it's a bunch of fun out at Infinity Park in Glendale. All right. Um... Any super chats we got hit, Kale? Nope. No super chats. Awesome. This will be a quick one. Oh, I left the comments page because of the malware. <laughs> um, I'm
1: trying to help you out here.
0: Awesome. We'll go pull those up. Visit this again. Kale, you have any questions? Great podcasting. I know. <laughs> the website makes it a little bit tricky to get over to these uh Comments. The All right, I, I got it. I got oh, did you? Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Um. Do we start at the top or the bottom here? Uh. Either way. We only have three. That makes it easy. Okay. This is from Mrs. Quill. I saw an analyst mention that getting a first-round pick back now could help us land Sean Payton this off-season. Mm. Would you guys be in on that move? And what is the most you guys would be willing to give up to get him? Great question. Uh, that's, that's that's tough. Intriguing.
0: Giving up a good pick for a coach is just such a tough sell for me. Like, I get that he's a good coach, but it's... I mean, it's the X's and O's or Jimmy's and Joe's thing. Yeah. And I just think that you look at this offense, and and while the coaching has been an issue, you also just need more talent. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I could do it because what... He's under contract through 2024 there. I think so, yes. So you'd have to wait a couple years. I feel like if you need a coach, you can go hire a coach. And that's totally wrong because more than half the time, a coach you hire winds up being a bust. But
1: it is what it is. I mean, the Mike McDaniel, the Brian Dables of the world, they come around every year. There's always a first-time head coach that usually kind of pops up and surprises it's just a matter of getting lucky and picking the right one, honestly. Um, Peyton would be an upgrade, though. It would be mm-hmm. interesting to have him. Ob- obviously, an offensive uh, mastermind, but, um, yeah, I don't think it's worth giving up the compensation that you just received for a team that needs help at many positions. Yeah. It's intriguing, though.
0: Totally. I get, like, I don't know. How good is Sean Peyton? Like, it's really easy to say he's just a top-three coach. You look at how the offenses run, all those different things. But also, I mean, he did have Drew Brees.
1: He did have Drew Brees. He kind of made Teddy Bridgewater look really good there. He, he kind did. of made Jameis look good there, and he turned Taysom Hill into a legitimate weapon. I mean, he's done things yeah. and developed guys. Um, but yeah, the compensation just makes you uh, hesitant.
0: Yeah, I did. and I don't know. I also just like the idea of having a veteran coach.
1: Like somebody who's just going to come in and whip guys into yeah. shape, you know? They know how to call a game. They exactly. know how to call timeouts. They know how to manage the two-minute warning, all that stuff. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think I could pull the trigger on a first-round pick for Sean Payton. But if George Payton were to do it, I'd be pretty fired up.
1: It would make it very fun. Um, yep. Obviously, you'd have to get creative in free agency if you spend your first-round pick that yes. way. Um, but the Saints are a team that's really in need of new picks too, especially if they tra- that trade for Olave last mm-hmm. year. So um, I don't know. I mean, it kind of sounds like two teams that could get a deal done. It's just a matter of biting the bullet, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think most I'd give up.
1: If you had like a if second If there was a pick. third,
0: I'd definitely trade the third. Yes. For a second, I, w- I would pull the trigger for a second. Again, the big thing is he has to want to come. Exactly. And so it's kind of up to him, first of all, and then then the deal gets figured out. But I could pull the trigger for a second. If George Payton were to trade this first, I'd i I'd say it's a good deal.
1: It'd be interesting. You ready for the next one? Yep. Chicago Bronco 86 says, Curious what you guys think would be an acceptable season at this point. I think 9-8 and eight with a win over the Chiefs is enough for me to feel good about the future. I'd be tempted to take a wide receiver with the first from Chubb. ESPN released a new set of wide receiver analytics trying to take QB performance out of the equation. And it ranked Denver's wide receivers 29th as a team. Seattle's receivers were first. Uh, Sutton and Judy are the two worst eligible receivers in terms of their catch metric. Other two are yards after the catch and getting open in the NFL, which is concerning. Not sure how reliable their method is, but did shed some light on at least some of the offensive struggles I mean, we gave out that set earlier that Jerry Judy was getting open yep. against man coverage. So. Um, but thank you for the response, Chicago Bronco. Uh, back to his question, though. What would you think would be an acceptable season at this point, record-wise?
0: Uh, I mean, if you don't go to the playoffs, everybody's going to be disappointed. But if we're strictly resetting the expectations now, I mean, winning record the rest of the way, based on what we've seen feels like a solid goal so five and four the rest of the way gets mm-hmm. you to eight and nine mm-hmm. like big picture no that's not good but if that were to happen i think you'd, you'd feel a little bit better than you do right now
1: right and you have some big games coming up too so that means mm-hmm. that the team is obviously improving if you're able to compete um not just compete but if you're able to win some of these games. Um just like Chicago Bronco 86 said, mm-hmm. if you get a win over a Chiefs, I mean, God, man, how many years are we going back now? Five, four, six years yep. without beating the Chiefs? I mean, that would just be huge in and of itself. Um, you got a Baltimore team that you got to go to Baltimore and play. Tennessee in a, in a week is going to be a tough one too, but then there's teams like Arizona on the schedule who you don't even know what you're getting week to week, and you True. could absolutely beat them. Same with the Rams. They're totally. just not the team that they were last year. Um, it's possible 9-8. and eight. I would say I'd be a, still a little mm-hmm. bit surprised, I think, if they got to that mark because you'd have to have some imp- some impressive wins at this point. But yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be upset with nine and eight.
0: No, definitely not. You look at, I mean, Titans, Raiders, Panthers, Cardinals, Rams. If you win five games, those are probably the five. Yeah. And none of those seem unreasonable at all. Mm-hmm. Like, those are all games that can vary maybe not easily be one. The problem is there's just no reason to think the Broncos are actually better than any of those teams based on what we've seen. Yep. It's easy to look on paper and be like, "Yep, if you, you can win all those games, but I just it's just so hard to see them turning the corner and right. having an offense that can do that. See, so yeah, I guess if you go 5 and 4, I feel like that's that, that's a good benchmark. I mean, who knows how
1: how much this bye week is gonna benefit them too. I mm-hmm. mean you get some guys uh back from injury, you give Hackett and the other coaches a time to kinda decompress and maybe did they leave the facility after or did they just go right back when they got back from London? Have they been grinding in there, sleeping in there still? <laughs> I, hope I hope they hope went not.
0: home. I hope they went home. I think they said that they're going home. That's good. Did they actually do it? Um cool. I think five and four offensively if you can you know, just put up 20 points a game the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. That's at least a big step in the right direction. They're at you 16 know. right now. It's no, 15. I think they're at 15.
1: 15.1. Either of those aren't very good, and it's disappointing to be frank. Um, while you're looking that up, we could talk about the other half of this question from Chicago Broncos. six. Oh, yeah, yeah. Taking a wide receiver with that first-round pick. Thoughts on that?
0: I don't know. I, I'm still against it, but the NFL's changed so much in the last couple of years and how they value receivers that maybe it's not such a bad idea. Um, obviously Christian Kirk getting the massive deal is the best example, but you also look at like Devonte Adams and Deandre Hopkins and all those guys getting like close to 30 or $30 million a year. Right. It's just, it's a different world and you do have two receivers you've invested in. Uh, when I guess you can get off, either of those deals probably after next year and they might end pretty quickly. Yeah. Cortland Patrick, um, which I don't necessarily want to do, you know, Cortland, he had such a good start and these last two weeks, he's really struggled. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, if KJ doesn't take a step the rest of the season, which I think is probably a pretty safe bet, I could get behind drafting receiver. Then you've got four right there. It does mean one of them's always on the sideline it also gives you insurance for injuries. I could get behind it especially if there's a Jackson Smith and jigbo right there. Or oh man I he'd, mean, exactly he'd be, he'd be the one where I could pull the trigger.
1: I mean if he's there you got to I think there's some interesting names though I mean Jordan Addison as a guy um, sort of undersized but a guy that's really quick can win at all three levels and is just a beast out of the slot. Mm-hmm. Kayshawn Boutte, I think he's been hurt at LSU a little bit, but he's an absolute stud also. And then Quentin Johnson from TCU. This, If you want to get a wide receiver that gives you something you don't have, Quentin Johnson is the guy. Yeah. I mean, he gives you size. He gives you tremendous speed for that size. Mm-hmm. Gives you the ability to play above the rim and go get those jump balls too. Um, that is something that, I mean, Cortland and Patrick can kind of give you something in the contested catch, but this guy is, I mean, I don't. It's a big. It's a big comp, but it's DeAndre Hopkins esque. Sometimes the stuff that he does up in the air.
0: Hmm. All right. Oh, we got some extra time here. I'm gonna throw it back to uh, something I talked with Eric about yesterday. Okay. I want to know what you think the brightest spots of the season are.
1: Brightest. Oh man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the development
1: of players like Draymond Jones has been very encouraging. Draymond's a good one. Uh, Baron Browning too. Just. There are a lot of people kind of freaking out about uh, his move, his position change mm-hmm. over the offseason, and I think it's paid off in spades. Uh, PS2 is, yep. if not already the best corner in the game, on his way to being that. Um, man, I think Javante was going to be in for a huge year if he didn't get I hurt, know. too. Dulcich has been a bright spot also. Definitely. It's nice to see him step in immediately. I think that's where I stopped, though.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. And Singleton. Singleton and he's uh, been Jewel. He's been better than expected yeah. get like one-year contract, though. I can't read too much into that. Um, Cortland was. He was. I'll shout out
1: to Mari Mathis, too. That's he's going to get yeah, a yeah, lot of flack for that 4-PI game. Mm-hmm. Something with that 4-PI game, though, it's one of those things where you kind of get a target on your back, especially as a rookie, but also just as a defensive back um as someone if you have one or two pi penalties refs just look for that stuff so i don't really put too much stock in the four penalties in one game thing i feel like that's just kind of a freak at instance. least he was there he was there um and the guy's got to learn on the job too he's a rookie so totally. that's a bright spot i don't know did i miss anything what other bright spots do we have someone said uh Kwan williams yep. in the chat that's a good one
0: yep that was where i was gonna go next he he's an interesting one because he's not a Spectacular cover guy, like he's good, and he's made some really big plays. Like on the third down, there mm-hmm. was a. Wait, what did he do in that last game? He had the pick. He had the pick in the last. He had the game. pick.
1: Um, he had a egregious tackle that was yep. called for blocking below the waist, which was insane. But yep. he's been playing well. I he think.
0: had the he had the tip on the ball that Baron Browning picked off the week before. Okay, so he's he's had some of those plays, but the big thing is just what he does is a blitzer. There's so many yeah. times that he comes off the edge and just chases the quarterback out. He's he's forced more in completions as a blitzer than as a cover guy. Oh, which lo- I is, don't know if you love that. Exact, exciting, though. it <laughs> is what it is. Like he's still <laughs> making plays. So yeah, he's another one, and and they've got him pretty cheap for at least one more year. So that's a good one. Yeah, I mean Jonas Griffith has not been. Mm-hmm. Matt Henningsen has been. He's been surprising. Yes. Mm-hmm. You you like when you can hit on a seventh rounder like that? Yeah. Um. Not necessarily because you want to start him and play him a bunch, and who knows, maybe he develops into that guy. But because you don't have to, uh, you don't have to go blow like three million bucks in free agency on just a veteran to plug things up back there.
1: Right, Corliss Waitman, he's, he's been a bright spot.
0: Ah, uh, he's been so close to being a bright <laughs> spot. There've been some points, I mean, but like the bad hold on the McManus missed field goal, just as a, a couple punter, of though, punts, he's been playing well. Yes, he has. I wonder, I'm not sure what the numbers say, but I mean, not many touchbacks, a bunch inside the 20.
1: Yeah. I've been encouraged by uh, Montreal Washington. I yep. think you'd like to see more consistency, holding on to the ball, making better decisions in terms of uh, letting the ball go over his head or fair catching it. But, um, I mean, they've got some things, some guys to work
0: with with this rookie class, which I think is the main takeaway. Definitely. Definitely. Um, let's just wrap this up. Let's look through, uh, let's give some rookie grades. We'll get out okay. of here. Um first round pick. They did not have one. Second round pick, Nick Benito. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Oh man. D plus at this point, C minus, I think. I mean, you just haven't really he's had how many sacks does he have?
0: One and a half both in the last two games.
1: Okay, so I mean he's kind of coming along. It's just we knew coming into the season, the guy was going to have to develop his body a bit more. Yep. He's going to have to be better against the run. Um, he's just been kind of thrust into a position that I don't think many people, including mm-hmm. him expected he'd be in this year. Um, so
0: I, I guess I'll be generous. C, C minus then. I'll give him a D plus. If you're going to be generous, somebody has to balance that out. Yeah, um, You you just want to see a little bit more. And a lot of it is because there isn't a lot of opportunity. Um you, with Baron Browning in front of him, Randy Gregory before he got hurt, Bradley Chubb, up until now. It was tough to get on the field. But you do you did just want a little bit more pop. Um, we haven't gotten that yet. Still obviously half a season to go. Yep. Dulcich, give I me mean, give me a B plus. Yeah, I was gonna say like an AA
1: a minus. That's Besides fair. the injuries, I mean he's been fantastic, I think.
0: Yep. I think if you were to ask me like before the season, if somebody were to say He's going to miss the beginning of the season. He's going to play three games and have these three games. I guess I would say like that's a that's a good start. Well,
1: the thing is with rookie tight ends, they usually have a crazy adjustment period coming True. into the NFL. Look at Noah Fant. When he came in, he was expected to kind of do these things that Dulcich is doing now, yeah. and he never even did that. No. So uh, I think that, I mean, really, not enough can be said about Greg Dulcich at this point. He's been awesome.
0: Totally. Um. After that, Damari Mathis.
1: B minus. I mean, he's been he's made some plays in coverage. Um, he's not getting just like completely torched over the top or anything. Really, the only negative you look at is that four pi
0: game, which I already kind of talked about. So it's a big negative. It is. But yeah, I, I mean, he seems to have gotten better. Um, gave up twenty nine receiving yards this week, twenty three before that, fifty eight before that, um, with a bunch of targets too. Because obviously playing opposite mm-hmm. Pat tan Yep. Oh, for a fourth round pick. I'll give him the B. I'll give him a B. It's fair. Yep. For a fourth round pick. If he's a first round pick, that's not a B. But yeah. for for what you expected, he gets the B. Any um, Uzurike, another fourth round pick. I mean, I don't want to be
1: mean here, I but uh, D. Exactly. I feel like I I'm being generous.
0: generous. Yep. Exactly. There's just nothing really to work off of. I mean, he was kind of a,
1: an interesting po- uh, prospect coming out of Iowa State just because mm-hmm. of the the way they play defense and his role, kind of two-gapping and playing that nose tackle. It's If you can do
0: that in college, it's another thing doing that in the NFL, though. Totally. Exactly. Um, fifth round, DeLarian Turner-Yell. Haven't seen too much of him defensively. Yep. There was one game where I thought we did. I can't remember which game that is, though. Um, special teams-wise fine he showed up in the notes a couple times for special teams but nothing crazy and i think you, you give him a, a c maybe a c minus
1: that's fair i mean i think c minus when you're a defensive back kind of drafted in the, the those day three picks you are just a special teams player at least your first couple of years so i mean just keep doing what he's doing i think uh a c c minus is pretty fair
0: yep uh montrell washington fifth round
1: well, obviously, kind of outplayed his draft position already.
0: I think um, so, yep. Fumbles. One, not his fault. Although, Jiro Evero did say he needs to be louder so that PJ doesn't back into yes. him. Yes.
1: I mean, I think it's just kind of a, a learning the nuances of the position. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was playing at Sanford and now you're in NFL stadium <laughs> it's, it's a, a lot different. louder. It's There's just a lot yep. more going on. It means a lot more at that point, too. I'm going to give him... I don't want to be too harsh just because of where he was drafted, but I'm going to say B, B+. Um, there's just plenty of things to work on, but his talent is obvious. Would love to see him more on the offensive side of the ball too.
0: Definitely. Um, he is – ooh, he's fallen off a bit. He's 12th in punt return average. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five of those guys in front of him haven't returned as many punts. So that's still solid. I'll give him the B+. Um, the, the the fumbles – See. it three fumbles now this season maybe four i think it's three i think it's three i i hope it's
1: three if it's four that's almost one every two games that's that's not a rate that it you is. want with your putt returner
0: yep it is three three yep so only lost one that's the big news he's, notable one to lose yes but yes uh we'll give him the b plus with the caveat being that he's He's if it becomes his, an issue, he could drop off.
1: He's doing his job, and I think a little bit more than we expected to this point. So,
0: Yep, totally. Um, sixth round. Oh, no, another fifth rounder, Luke Wattenberg.
1: We haven't uh, seen him, have we?
0: No, backup center. I mean, what you can see say is he didn't beat out Graham Glasgow for the backup center job. Can't really expect him to. Um, grade him based on expectations, and I didn't expect to see him. Give him the C-minus.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if I can put a grade on this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, C-minus, exactly. I think, just seems like the right move. Yep. Uh, into the sixth round,
0: we've got Matt Henningsen. Matt
1: Henningsen. He has uh, been surprising. Yep. To break that rotation as a rookie, too, or break into that rotation as a rookie, um, as a sixth-round rookie, mm-hmm. is something that is really impressive. His uh, defensive snap count has gone pretty high up since uh, those first three weeks to open the season. He's yep. averaging about, um, looks about, 18 to 20 snaps a game now Yep. um he does have uh why does it not have the totals here this is seven tackles on the season so far two tackles for a loss one quarterback hit
0: yeah i mean Uh, not a lot of big numbers but i'll give him an a
1: yeah i was gonna say maybe like a b just because he as a to come in as a six-round rookie and break in on the defensive yeah. line is huge so um
0: yeah totally he's out there about third of the game uh, quarter of the game quarter game is probably more fair mm-hmm. um seventh round Faon hicks again i'm just giving that same c minus yeah. hasn't been on the field can't, can't, can't expect much. him to mm-hmm. um and there we go i feel like that was a good way to uh to, to round out the podcast when a lot of people can't get through to the website to leave us comments yeah which is an issue that is being worked on and will be fixed shortly hopefully in time for monday's podcast that's when you hear from us again Um, RK will be back. I believe that, uh, Zach will be back as well. Although he's gotta be back. He's gotta be back. I think we're going to have the squad all back together on Monday. So be ready for that. as we start to get ready for the Titans game next Sunday. And, uh, also make sure you're on the lookout for the tailgate show, which will be Sunday morning, even though the Broncos aren't playing. Uh, so there's a, there's a little look ahead. And if you guys wouldn't mind giving us that thumbs up on the way out, appreciate it. Thanks, Jake, for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks, Kale, for producing. We'll see you guys on Monday.